background done we are here baby live from my mouth to your ears it's another episode of guessing from the stands with uh i guess our version of the two live stews wouldn't you say bro you already know what it is bro but we gonna hold it down as always you already know you already know man it's your boy earl not one it's your boy coach nard in the building shout out to the boys this weekend coming off a 34 nothing victory you know nard let's uh let's 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 tear down the uh the fifth wall for a second. I'm glad you embrace this Coach Nard thing because it's fire. It's a fire as nickname. Thank you. Like Coach Nard is fire. But you say y'all had a uh, y'all had a 34 nothing victory. Yes, sir. 34 nothing victory this Saturday, man. The boys did well. Right. Still, oh, nephew play. Missed the things. There's a lot of things we worked on. Man, he played very well. <clears throat> did his thing at tight end. Uh, got in there corner. And also played some D line as well, so very versatile. Did his thing, enjoyed the game. Okay. He played D line. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? You don't have to be as big on the D line as you do on the all. Nah. So yeah, he just you're right. About how ferocious he played more edge. Hmm. He played edge. No man, your man likes playing on the inside. Uh, that's bad for you. Huh? That's bad for you. Why? Oh, nigga, that's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, <laughs> he, he likes he likes playing corner, but for some reason the other day he told me he likes playing D line more because he gets to actually attack the ball and he doesn't yeah. get to that at corner. So that's I like dope, it. man. Yeah, I'm sure corner at that age and probably safety is probably it's probably boring because uh, it's probably boring. Yeah, because yeah. they're not throwing the ball a lot and then you're just kind of out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, real quick before we get into it because we're going right into. Uh, this is our Big Ten and Big Twelve preview show. Um, before we get in there, Nar, last Thursday, Friday, something, we were talking. You were telling uh, telling us uh, about just kind of what you saw this past weekend um, at at uh, at these camps. I don't, I don't want to overstate it, but what but what all? What, how was that? Like you said, you saw some teams uh, in in the not grassroots level, but like the the really no, that's literally what it is, bro. It, it's the okay. ground level of football. And they weren't um, – <clears throat> it wasn't a camp. It, this was an actual uh, tournament. So if okay. you're familiar with uh, battle sports or battle uh, athletics, and, you know, they're, they're really a football company. Um, produce a lot of uh, athletic wear, uh, right. bags. And, you know, are you familiar with battle? Yeah, I, I know battle is, yeah. Absolutely. So it was one of their tournaments. They have, as you know, they held a uh, youth national championship tournament in Florida um, every December. Um, but they also hold national preseason tournaments throughout the country. I know there was one in Houston. 
um, I want to say there was one in California. Like they have a few all over the country. And the last one this year was uh, DMV. So they were out <clears throat> in um, Ashburn, Virginia, uh, same city. If you're familiar with the commanders, that's the same city that they hold their training camp in. Right. Um, and it was teams from all over the country, man. Um, teams from Georgia, that's teams fire. from Indiana, teams from Ohio, of course, teams from Virginia, Maryland. Um, <clears throat> it was really good. Uh, got to see a lot of football that you would not expect at this age. You know what I'm saying? The talent is really widespread throughout the country. And obviously, as you continue to get older, the best of the best seem to be centralized in the southeast part of <clears> – <throat> excuse me, throw a little dry. It's centralized in the southeast part of the country. There's talent all over this country when it comes to football, uh, especially at the grassroots level. So I got to see one team – uh, ATL Elite. So anybody who's familiar with youth football knows ATL Elite uh, Team Voodoo. Uh, I think they're like 96 or 97 and 0. They haven't lost since they were like six years old. They play 9U now. So it was really cool, actually. Uh, have you seen they, they had a little reel that went viral on Instagram where it was like they were wearing all white and their coach was wearing all white. He had the motorcycle and they was playing a song, uh, like their songs they get hyped to that they recorded or whatever. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, I, I, I have to see uh, I've seen, so, you know, I see so much of that stuff on the timeline, bro. Right. Uh, right. But, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But, no, they're one of the top teams. Um, if Well, they are the number one team at the 9U level. They won the Battle National Championship 6U, 7U, 8U. Now they're trying to be the uh, 9U championships be four in a row. Right. I also got to see Ted Ginn's team, Ted Ginn Elite. Uh, out of Ohio, their uh, 14U team. Bro, they had two tackles, bro. Had to be 6'5", bro. I'm like, there's no way those kids are 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was insane. Just seeing yeah. the type of size that they have in the trenches at that elite level of youth football. It, it was cool to see, though, man. So, shout out to Battle Sports putting that good event together. Um, That's fine. Or to as a youth coach, you want to have your team there uh, competing one day. That's fire, bro. Okay. Word with you, man. Now, I definitely appreciate that uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, I can't wait for y'all to make it to uh, to the tournament in Florida so we can go up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, it was in Wellington last year. Hopefully it's in uh, somewhere down there or wherever it is. I don't care. Either way. We are. It'll be closer than you having to travel anywhere out of the state. Shoot. Well, yeah, yeah, true. But, you know, we'll go where we got to go. Not for sure. Uh, that being said, man, um, let's get right to it, dog. It's a lot to talk about. Um, you know me. I'm always tapped into the logistical side uh, as well as, you know, well, we all are. Shit, we talk all fucking day anyways, uh, especially about this stuff with this thing of ours. So let's get into it, man. The Big 12, the last year of what will be known as the Big 12. Um, and it's, it's strange. This is going to be the first year that UCF and Houston have joined the Big 12. Um, so let me just make sure I have the Big 12 Conference teams 2023. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, there's 14 members of the Big 12 currently, and those teams are comprised out of uh, teams from goodness all over, honestly, bro. Um, let's just get to it. Uh, Baylor, Brigham Young, which actually, uh, do they compete in football? No, no, no. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, BYU, UCF, University of Cincinnati, University of Houston, Iowa State, 
University of Kansas, Kansas State University, University of Oklahoma, uh, University, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma State University, uh, University of Texas, TCU, or Texas Christian University, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. Uh, this will obviously be the last year for University of Oklahoma and University of Texas with those two teams departing the Big 12. But that doesn't, and I called out 14 teams, that doesn't mean that they're going to be 14 teams because next year, uh, Colorado and is it Arizona and Arizona State are joining the Big 12? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but that um, back to that only make fifteen because you got two leaving, which will push it back down to twelve, and then three coming in, which will push it up to fifteen. Correct. Um, yeah, exactly. So, well, this, they changed uh, the Big Fifteen. I mean, the Pac-10 did it. No, I, I don't think so. I know the Pac-10 changed to the Back Twelve, but I, I highly doubt that they change the Big the, uh, the Big Fifteen <laughs> because I think that there's going to be more members joining. Now, when they get that set number, yes, but I, I would fully expect Memphis to join a I think bigger conference. Try to hit twenty before they change the name. It's possible. I would like if they do twenty. I like season to call something like the Super Twenty or something like that, like something yeah, different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Okay. So here, here it is. There's there's four teams actually joining, uh, all joining in 2024: Colorado, Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona. So. Thanks. They're going to be going, losing two, adding four. That'll put them up to 16. So, yeah, I mean, in short, they should rebrand themselves as the Big 16. Why not? Or the, no, not the Sweet 16, but the Big 16 will work. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough. Yeah, that'd be tough. All right, let's get into it. Um, flat out, I mean, we know what it is and what it ain't. Now, I believe when I called out um, uh, BYU, I think that they are still technically independent but because of basketball and football um i mean because of basketball and i think baseball they have to align in a conference for those um for those uh situation in notre dame right yes uh very simple because notre dame is in uh big east or acc they're acc yeah acc okay i think football they're technically still independent yes and uh, you know teams for those reasons or I think the ACC wouldn't have let them in the conference if they didn't have I, I, I stand corrected. I'm conference sorry. not to cut you off I stand corrected uh, they accept they formally accepted an invitation to the Big 12 conference and will start competing in the 2023-24 year so there it is and that's for football so there it is yep gotcha um, yeah the only team and we don't have to go through all that but either way uh, good for them so let's get into it alright the last year now, this is easily um, – this is going to be the most memorable season of college football for a long time because except for the SEC, pretty much everything changes. I'm going to say for the worst um, throughout college football, bro. And that's just my opinion. Um, I don't like – I'm going to be real. As things are shaking out, I don't like tradition being broken. There's certain things that need to stay tradition. Uh, I know you're a big proponent of – um, the SEC staying on CBS. I know that's still pissing me off to this day. But, you know, for, for ourselves, I mean, realistically, bro, what's, what's, um, what's getting me is there's certain rivalries that ain't going to happen no more. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's a big rivalry. Texas and TCU uh, was a formidable rivalry. Um, but aside from that, I mean, heck, even uh, – even Oklahoma State and uh, Texas. I mean, you just think about all those teams in the Big 12. Uh, 
Texas and Kansas, Oklahoma and Kansas. Like, we're not going to see those no more. And I'm going to be real. I'm putting the propaganda sheet out right now, bro. Oklahoma and Texas ruined college football. I said it. They ruined college football. I don't know. Yeah, I think you kind of have to go with where the dominoes drop first. Didn't USC and Mich- and UCLA go to Big Ten before Texas? No, because I think no. Texas, Oklahoma they were made... a conversation going back to last yes. year. Yes. They, no, they were a conversation going back to 2015. Once the Longhorn Network became a thing, they've been trying to go either SEC uh, – well, they've been trying to go SEC for a long time. I'm blaming them. They ruined college football. Yeah, I said it. As we see it right now, because what if we do like the new competition that we're seeing? What if we do like to see Texas and Georgia? What if we do like to see – the Oklahoma versus Florida. Like, what if these games are good? Here's the only way that I could see this working out. If they allow teams an extra day of travel to miss classes and stuff like that so they can get in, rest, and then get prepared for the games. I think, don't you have to, though? Like, if, I don't know. I mean, because uh, what's like, his name was talking about? You have to be realistic, bro. You have to be okay. If USC is going to play a Michigan, you can't tell me that they have to travel on on Thursday, even a Thursday night for a Saturday getting no, though, bro. They got it. Now here's now here's my question. You gotta fly out Wednesday, have Thursday, Friday to catch up to number one, Thursday jet lag. Friday get game because you're not gonna be able to really practice too much Thursday coming off of a six, seven hour flyer. What is it? Six hours eight, six hour flight. So that's what I was gonna say. So uh the furthest distance from D one school to D one school is UCLA against Rutgers or USC versus Rutgers. That's going to be the furthest distance um, in college football as we know it. Um, unless something, and I mean consistent, unless something wild would happen where like Hawaii played Florida or something like that. But other than that, right. USC, conference to conference, USC versus uh, Rutgers is oh. going to be the furthest, or, or UCLA to Rutgers is going to be the furthest college football game in, in, uh, Impossibility. That game, let's just say hypothetically, um, because I mean, I'm only speaking hypothetically because you don't know how this is going to work out yet. Right. That means realistically, you'd have to have kids only in school because they are student athletes. I get that money funds it, but they are still student athletes. They got to stay eligible, this, that, and the third. You're going to have to let these kids be out of class almost Wednesday to Friday for a few weeks out of the semester. Yeah, I think it's so what a good. A good uh, uh, trial for this was COVID online classes. How well the players responded to having take full courses online because now you kind of put that back into play with this travel thing. Yes, you do have to travel. You may not, you know, I'm saying, not say physically able, but you may not be. You, you know, you may need rest time to recover and stuff in order to fully practice and hit, but you can pull out your class work on, you know, what I'm saying the computer while you're laying down or while you're in the room after dinner, whatever the case may be. You can still take those courses online and you can set, you're not practicing for 24 hours out of a day. So let's say you do leave on a Wednesday, you may have practice on a Thursday because if you're on a road trip in, the, in mid-season, <clears throat> you're not going full pads on, on a practice on the road anyway. So you'll probably have, you know what I'm saying, shoulder pads and helmets that Thursday that you arrive there for maybe an hour and a half in the morning. 
or the actors or whatever the case may be. But prior to that, you may have, you know, say a, a, light, a light stretch, a lift or whatever. But after breakfast, you'll have time to study. After practice, you'll have the rest of the day to study because you're on the road. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be in the hotel. So I think they'll kind of work with the um, academics, departments, and things of that nature to kind of formulate a plan for these guys because at the end of the day, these schools have enrollments of thousands and thousands of kids. So we're talking about maybe 90 kids that need special treatment for a certain amount of months out the year. A school with the money that, that we're talking about, they can definitely work out some sort of program. Of course they can acquiesce or have some kind of like, heck, if anything, this could... Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I no, just no. Really off. But this could create things like uh, extra positions for student, uh, for grad assistants exactly. uh, who are, who are like getting academic, into being a professor and stuff like that. Like Academic trainers that travel the road with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, if you do that to where, all right, let's say you have a team, and I'm not just calling out a hotel, but let's say you have a team staying at a Hilton Garden, and I promise people we're going to get to the schedules and everything. We're just talking the logistics of one of the bigger conferences that are affected by this. If you have a team leave on a Wednesday, right? They land, let's just say they leave Wednesday morning. Uh, they land in Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, whatever the case may be, you're chasing time. So you got about a three-hour allotment, no matter whether you're going east or west, right? Right. You have study hall that night. They rent out something like a conference room in the Hilton Garden Inn or some shit, wherever the heck they be staying. Probably the same place they're going to practice at inside the hotel. Right, 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 where they're doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. So right. uh, you rent out a conference room for classes for Wednesday evening and Thursday morning, let's just say. Or even or whatever the case may be. Then you're able to do your walkthroughs or your practice or whatever, or whatever play your game Saturday, get your rest on Friday, play your game Saturday, y'all out Saturday night or Sunday. That's not a crazy schedule because it is only going to be 12 weeks. But in real, not even 12 weeks, realistically, it's going to be three weeks out of the year. But that does create opportunity for jobs for for more grad assistance, grad uh, uh, assistance and things of that nature. So, yeah, it could work. It could definitely work. But it's just what we're not used Mm -hmm. to. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have to see it in action. So. No, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. But when, when, like we're talking about, this is big money moving. So when big money moving, the money gets spread, and it only takes a, a trickle of, of the type of money that these schools are now going to bring in to make some sort of program uh, for the academic side of of, of the student athlete uh, to be accessible on the road. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to get that done. I, I know. Right. That. All so, right. Like, Where you want to start? Big uh, in the Big Twelve. You want to start? Uh, well, heck, what are their divisions called? Uh, uh, Do they? Ha- how are they doing? What is their Big Ten, Twelve? Um, um, hold on, let's look at them now. Sorry about that, listeners. Ain't no, um, are you supposed to keep that information on tap? Hell no. They look hey, up stuff at ESPN. They have a research. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, how are their conferences? Uh, shoot, I just need the dag on. Um, hell, let's do it this way. This is, this is why you need pre-pro and post-pro. <laughs> uh-huh. This is why you need pre-pro and post-pro. Right. Um, all right, there it is. All right. I hate the Fox Sports app, bro. I really do. Um, they actually don't have it split up like that. They just go flat out one and two. Oh, whoever wins so, one. Yeah. 
sorry, we're 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 a serious organization in the SEC and have things split up. But I expected the rest of the world to be caught up to us. But you know, what do I know? It's just only ACC football, baby. Oh yeah. You feel oh, me? Yeah. Sorry, you guys are uh, behind the I'm, eight ball. That being said, are we going through all these teams? Hell no. But there are a few teams I want to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about the most intriguing football hey, team. So ignorant, bro. <laughs> let's talk about the most intriguing football team. Hell no, nah, but there are a few I do want to talk about. <laughs> Facts. No, no, no. Because there's, I mean, there's certain teams, bro. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, uh, no. We're not but you know what's crazy, bro? The Big 12, low key, a lot of these teams, except for Texas Tech, eight and four ain't out the realm of possibility for about all of these teams. I ain't gonna hold it. This is a really good right, let me let me up. let me see the teams who I don't see. Uh, all right, maybe pop. West Virginia as well. West Virginia probably not going. West Virginia ain't going eight four. Kansas, Iowa State not going eight four. Kansas ain't going. Well, it depends on the year. Kansas is surprising, but they probably not. Hey, stay down. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. All right. This but I want to start with, if you good with the the most intriguing football team in the last fifteen years in college football. Let's do it. The UCF Golden Knights, or the Knights. They're not the Golden Knights anymore. Sorry. Here's the deal. Um, let's call it what it is, right? Um, UCF talked a lot of shit for a lot of years, and deservedly so. They went undefeated. They were denied out of the uh, out of the playoffs. Hell, you could say Cincinnati. No, no, no. Just hear me out. You could say oh, Cincinnati was given the opportunity teeth, to, that they were. Huh? That's how I was getting something out of my teeth. <laughs> oh, no, I'll say you. You could say Cincinnati was uh, was was given the opportunity that they earned. You had the year with Blake Bortles where they beat, I think, Alabama, or Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. Um, let me see what other they've had. They've had some pretty successful years. UCF finally makes it to a conference that they can compete in and make a case for a national championship run. Auburn, they beat. Auburn, yeah, yeah Auburn, they beat. In the, and no, they beat both Oklahoma and Auburn uh, in in bowl games. Oh well, I, I would. I thought you were talking about the one where they went undefeated, where they were twelve and zero. No, the undefeated year they went twenty and zero, right? Huh? Uh, they were twelve and zero in twenty eight. Twelve and zero, right? No, no, and then the year where Blake Bortles was there, I think they went undefeated as well and lost one game and um, beat Bama. In the Sugar Bowl or Oklahoma, one of them. Nonetheless, uh, they're here and they're they're uh, they're they're ready. So let's get to it. Um, we know what we're here to talk about UCF. Um, Nar, you were saying that they flipped a couple weeks ago. We were talking about they flipped a commit from Georgia. Right, UCF, bro. Gus Malzahn has lit a fire under their. Uh, their recruiting trail. I mean, it's been crazy the, the type of stuff that he's been able to do this year. Just most recently, um, <clears throat> we've seen him pull safety Jalen Howard, Jalen Hayward, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, who's the highest ranked recruit to ever commit to UCF. So that was that was huge for UCF to be able to pull somebody like that to get another person that's going to help them lock down that secondary, which is really what you need in today's football, bro. If you don't have a secondary, you're pretty right. much. You're pretty much not doing anything. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, I think, especially when you talk about guys like Gus Malzahn, while this may surprise some people by name with UCF, one, you and I have been monitoring this team for a long time. Obviously, having, you know, came up not too far from them. Even remember the George O'Leary days and days they got guys like Brandon Marshall and Dante Culpepper, stuff like that. So we know they've had talent in the past. 
uh, even uh, what was that running back that went to uh, Detroit? Kevin James, um, that uh, that running back that played for the Lions. Which one? I think he's Kevin James, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to think. Bro, he went crazy for like he he went crazy in the league. What year? Twenty ten, maybe. Maybe. Uh, let me see. He was like that. Um, Kevin Smith, not Kevin James. Kevin Smith. Trust me, if you see Kevin Smith, you'll remember him, bro. Kevin Smith ain't even that old. He's only 36. Good Lord. Um, he played for the Lions for like four years, but he was like that for a hot second. Um, he had a... I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to send you his tape, bro. You'll remember him. Either way, UCF has had ta- talent to go through that program. And uh, with a guy like Gus Malzahn, who has played for a national championship within the last 10 years. Obviously, he was at a big program like Auburn. Having guys on his staff like Randy Shannon and uh, who else is on that staff? Um, who else is on that coaching staff? Shout out to Randy Shannon, man. I wish we would have had a better front office. I'm not front office. A better leadership. Um, uh, 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 what am I trying to say, E? Like pretty much just a a better front office. What do they call AD? They're not going to athletic director. Front office. Athletic director. Yeah. Yeah, just better leadership of the University of Miami when he was there, man. We could have really did something with the talent that he brought in, especially that class with Ja'Cory Harris and them, bro. So Mm -hmm. definitely shout out to Uh, him. I also mentioned uh, when I was talking about their recruiting, they also got that tight end, that four star tight end. I think his last name is Fox. Um, The only thing that I, I think they really need to do now. Is really start getting those offense alignment. You know what I'm saying? Because when we talk about teams that win it, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Clemson, mm-hmm. even the Ohio States, what do they send to the league? Those big boys up front. Oh, they oh, also yes. got Stacy Gage, another four star um, uh, uh, running back. So you see all these players they're getting to commit. They're getting the DBs. Right. They're getting the skilled players. You got to get those guys that are in the trenches, bro. And that's going to be the next stop for Malzahn. You know what I'm saying? Once he gets those guys that are in the trenches, then we can legitimately talk about them competing at, you know what I'm saying, the level of the college football playoff. Because it's it's one thing, and hear me out when I say this, it's one thing to compete to get to the college playoff, college football playoff, but it's one, it's another thing to be competitive in the college football playoff. Even mm-hmm. when you look at teams that have made it, They don't always compete when they get there, right? So that's the that's the thing, right? And in order um, to do that, you got to have them big boys up front. So that's what Gus Malzahn is going to have to do if he wants to start. You know, what I'm saying to stake his claim uh, for USC to be dominant in this new Big Twelve. You're not lying. You 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 definitely not lying. But I think there's baby steps to it, right? And, and we were a little belaboring this, but we'll get to it for sure. I think when you talk about a, a squad like them, this is still their first year in the Big 12. So I want them to get in there, establish themselves. They've already established themselves kind of as underdogs. But now that you're getting into the realms of, of, of going things, and, you know, you're going to be playing Oklahoma just for one year. Uh, you have no Texas on there. But you still got a decent schedule. I mean, hell, you got 16th-ranked Kansas State uh, on that schedule. Uh, 20th ranked Oklahoma. So you got two preseason ranked teams 
And obviously, I always say it's not my job for you to be good. So you go in there and do what you're supposed to do, handle business where you're supposed to handle business. That's going to attract more um, more recruits as we get on. But let's 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 get to it, man. Um, the uh, the UCF Knights uh, open it up at home on Thursday with uh, this week uh, against Kent State. Um, you can get those tickets for as low as four dollars. So. Uh, it actually costs more to get a Big Mac meal than go watch Kent State versus yourself. <laughs> hey, um, hey, but you know the funny thing is, though, even though it's a bad team, uh, hold on, Kent State. Is, is their name the Golden Flashes? Um, that is actually correct. Okay, so here's how I know that. Funny story. Uh, Montana's track coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there because it's his, it's a husband and wife tandem that coach the team. Their mm-hmm. son plays at Kent State. He transferred there from West Virginia. He's, so he, I think he starts at, uh, he's gonna be starting a corner, uh, right? Twenty three. Um, uh, what's uh, Naeem Muhammad? That's his name. Okay. So shout no, out. I, I uh, have never, um, I wouldn't have known that, but. That's what's up. I'm I'm actually proud of them boys. Yeah, no, for sure. So that's why even and here's the thing about that, like, because he was he's he was one of the fastest players on the team in West Virginia. He's a fast player there, very good skill player. And it's like even though you know what I'm saying they transfer to these schools to have better playing time, stuff like that, because it does get super competitive at the D1 level. There's a lot of favoritism and things of that nature. You're still gonna see even it's gonna be a fun environment. You know what I'm saying? To get to watch college football, to get to watch a team like UCF play, see other D1 kids play against them, whether it's a great team or not, for $4, you can't beat that shit. I said all that to say go yeah. to the game for $4. That well, shit. I think, and, that, and that's what I'm going to encourage too. Now, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to encourage anybody who can go to these college games, bro, go go support these kids, man. Oh, yeah. Um, one, go watch some football. Bro, that's that shit thing. is fun. Go if watch some football. Ever been to a live game, go, bro. That shit is fun. Go go. We uh we we are planning out a trip to. Oh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, man, we we are definitely planning out to do the same. Uh, uh, yes, sir. That being said, uh, then then they're gonna uh go to Boise State, um, which should be a really decent game as well. Obviously, Boise always competitive out there in the um, in the uh the Mountain West. Uh, you know, real quick, because I know we don't want to be labor on this either, but. Mm-hmm. Had an opportunity. I feel like they should have been left them out in West. They, they should have went to the Pac-12. Big time. They, they should have saved. Went to the Pac-12, bro. Yeah, they should have. Because it's not like they weren't recruiting either. I mean, no, hell, they, they had not. games on every dag on a weekend, and everybody loved to watch them. At one point, they they should have. There's a few teams that should have. Didn't um, um, I? Don't want to be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. But didn't Jay Ajayi go there? Yes. Oh, let's check it out. Yes, he did. I knew it. Come on. Come hey, on, there bro. you go, man. Come on. We, hey, hey man. We, we ain't, ain't motherf- many motherfuckers are going to beat us in trivia in this shit. You feel me? All right. That being said, uh, then uh, Villanova comes to Orlando, uh, or Ocoee, uh, but Orlando to, uh, to to play UCF, and then they're going to travel to Kansas State for their first real test against a ranked opponent. Um, then they're going to uh, host Baylor. Uh, they'll be traveling to Kansas and Oklahoma back-to-back weeks, um, hosting West Virginia. They're going to travel to Cincinnati. That's a <coughs> hell of a matchup between those two uh, who have kind of become rivals. As, well, shit, as, you're going through, as you're going through it, like, let's, let's quickly go through 
you know what I'm saying? At the end, we'll say, is this game a win or a loss? And we'll see what we got. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, so Kent State, I got it as a win. Uh, At Boise, I'm going to go for a win for them I'm, as well. Um, Villanova, I think they come into this matchup against Kansas State 3-0. and Okay. Um, I don't have anything. Maybe the Boise game, but I doubt it. Where is the game in Kansas State? It's at Kansas State. And that's going to be their first Big 12 matchup. It's on the road. Mm. Kansas State right now is coming in. I gotta look that up because if Kansas State lost that running that quarterback and they lost uh, their running back who went to the Cowboys, give me UCF. Okay. So for right now, I'm gonna take UCF until I know otherwise. Okay. Uh, well, when you want to do the research on that, let me know. I'm doing that now. All right. Um. That being said, we'll skip past that. Uh, versus Baylor, I have them beating Baylor as well. I think the Baylor's kind of getting back into the fold, um, and I don't see much of anything uh, coming. Even though Baylor did uh, recently go to the Big 12 championship, I just don't know. Um... Okay, so real quick, I do have that. So their quarterback is going to be starting next year. Uh, he played in seven games last year with five starts over the second half of the season, uh, and he did go. Big 12 championship victory over TCU. And in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, we de- oh, they they retained him. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Will uh. Will. Will huh. Will Howard. Well, yeah. Um. Mm. You know what? Give me KSU. All right, we're gonna split this one here. I'm just gonna go with hometown. Give me. I got you. A tough one. You gotta win tough games if you want to end up on top. Pause. You do have to, but I have them winning another tough game. I got it. Let's go. Um, and not the Oklahoma game. No, uh, I think Oklahoma's cashing in on getting the fuck up out of there. Oklahoma has to. This has they to. have to. And the only loss they can afford is Texas. And that's it. And I don't even know if they can afford that one. Um, I don't know. The Texas can afford them be losing to them. Ooh. So it's got to happen somewhere. Uh, uh, versus Baylor, I got them beating Baylor. Uh, they'll be hosting their first Big 12 game. I don't see them hosting that with a loss. But on top of that, I just think the UCF is retaining a lot of talent to win. That'll give them more experience at that point. Kansas, that should be a wash as well. I have them now sitting at one, two, three, four, five. Six. I have them at five and one. You have them at what? Uh, six and zero right now. Six and zero. Okay. Um, going to <laughs> Oklahoma. I have what is Oklahoma's uh. Uh, shit call. It's not Death Valley. It's, uh, oh, no. Uh, where the fuck does Oklahoma play? Whatever it Hold is. On. I have no, no, no. Fuck. Uh, what is the name of Oklahoma Stadium? I want to say it's called Oklahoma Stadium. Probably is. Either way, the house that Bob Stoops built. Um, shit, look, man. All I know is UCF is taking that loss. Yeah, I'll give it to Oklahoma. That's where I'll have him at. They can't afford a loss. So if I'm going to be confident and pick that, they can't afford a loss to UCF. Yeah, it's called Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Okay. Um, Then they host West Virginia. I don't have West Virginia winning more than five games. I looked at their schedule earlier, and UCF is not one of them. They travel to Cincinnati. Look, this should be a rivalry, and it is a rivalry for UCF for quite some time now. Um I'm glad they were able to keep this game on the schedule. Uh, Maddie's head coach because Luke Fickle went to uh, Wisconsin. I couldn't tell you, but um, hold on, I'll tell you right now. Cincinnati's head coach is 
Give it to me. Uh, Scott Statterfield. Okay. Yeah, same thing I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing to me. Um, then they travel home to host Oklahoma uh, State. He was head coach at Louisville uh, most okay. recently. Uh, was he head coach for what years to what years? Um, from 18 to 2022. He hosted Lamar's rookie uh, senior year. Okay. Damn, Lamar lost the coach. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Lamar left. Lamar got drafted in 19. So yeah, because right. Lamar was under uh uh, uh I want to say it was fucking um Brian Kelly. No, hell no. Brian Kelly was at what's called it. Oh, he at, was. Uh, he at, was at, at fucking. Day. I'm tripping. Uh, either way, we're not doing this tonight. But <laughs> um, no, fuck that. I want to know who who the fuck. Hey, find out. Um, I have I have them losing to Oklahoma State. That's two losses on the year so far. Uh, I have them going to Texas Tech and traveling to beat them. Do you have them beating Oklahoma State? Bobby fucking Petrino. That's who it was. Bobby Petrino. That's right. Old motorcycle. Um, you, have, you have them losing Oklahoma State? Yeah. Mind you, Oklahoma State is coming off a uh, Big yeah. 12 championship title uh, matchup uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Still retaining some of those juniors and seniors. Yeah, and I like Oklahoma State. They're always super competitive within that conference. Always. And I think this is the year they've been trying to win the Big 12. They're going to big <laughs> fuck you to Oklahoma. State. Give you Oklahoma State? Mm-hmm. That's two. All right, so that's one loss for you so far. Oh, no, no, that's two losses. Uh, I have them at three losses. You got them at two. Mm-hmm. Um, at Texas Tech, I think they whooped the shit out of Texas Tech. And then their new inbound rival versus Houston, hosting Houston Thanksgiving weekend. Um, give me UCF. Flat out, I like the roster better. I know Houston's coach is really good, but realistically, I just haven't seen much on the recruiting trail from them. And Gus is flipping recruits left and right, so... Give me um give me Houston on that one. Houston. I mean, give me give me give me UCF on that one. Sorry. Stop. I agree. Close out the season. I agree. And then they make it to a big game, bowl game. Hold so on. I hold got them. I got them at nine and three. And I got them at uh, ten and two. Cool. All right. That'll work. All right. <coughs> Both of them. Not bad. Yeah, 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 over sure. eight wins for UCF. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's a good start to getting into the Big Twelve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. All right, let's go with another intriguing team from the Big Twelve. Uh, how about you call it the next team? All right. Uh, one team that I think I'm going to be interested in this year to see if that what they're going to do. Um, would I think is this Dave Aranda's second year head coach of Baylor? Woo! All right, let's get to them. The Baylor Bears. Because they, uh, they ended last season uh, ranked number five. Uh, they won the Sugar Bowl. Um, no, hold on. No, last year they were six that or was, seven. Yeah, that was not. I'm thinking this is fucking. I'm thinking the year before that. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah, the year before that was that Big Twelve. Uh, <coughs> right. Uh, Tyler. So, they lost a lot of players on that last team. Last year, six and seven. We all know Dave Aranda from being uh, defensive coordinator down there at LSU. Uh, during the national championship runs and stuff of that nature. Um, 
Baylor recruits well. They do within the within the state of Texas. No, they don't get the big names that you're typically hearing, but they get a lot of quality players. Uh, I think yeah. their schedule this year, it can kind of favor them a little bit. Um, some of their tough games are on the road, though. They do have Texas at home, which we'll get into when you start talking about the schedule. Um well, I think this is a year where looking at their schedule, I mean, they're definitely, in my opinion, be bowl eligible. Uh, and if they can win a couple tough games, they may compete for the conference. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, I don't know about competing for the conference. I'm not going to go that shut far. Immediately. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just think it's a three-man race in that conference. Um, but four-man race. And none of them teams include Baylor. Uh, let's open up with their schedule see if, if we still land on that theory. That's real. Um, so opening up with Texas State should be no problem. <laughs> Baylor's favored by 26 and a half. Um, uh, then they travel. No, I'm sorry. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. If Utah comes into town. Which, um, look. I ain't gonna lie. That's an early loss. I that's like a, it. that's it, bro. That's a loss by the second quarter. That mm-hmm. shit is over. Utah. Um, Different Western team. They're not. They're not that average. You just gonna beat the no. shit. Out. They have a lot of those Samoan kids across their trenches. Really mm-hmm. strong. Really deep on the offensive line and defensive line. And they have those skill guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, skill guys who want to leave the Florida, the Texas, the Georgias, and go discover something new. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or some of those guys. You know how. There's only certain guys that can, you know what I'm saying? There's only so many guys that can make certain rosters. But there's a hell of a lot of talented kids. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Some of these kids leak out to other schools and their talent show there. A lot of these kids. And to me, bro, you know what I'm saying? A little sidebar. A lot of these stars and shit are from kids going to the right camps. There's a lot of kids, mm-hmm. three stars and stuff like that, that don't get the same recognition as, as a lot of these other kids where they still do, you know what I'm saying, hella work on the field. So, Yep. And, and, and gone to the days of sitting at Alabama, never playing and getting drafted. No, I'm trying to play. And with all these talented coaches getting out there, getting their own programs, that's why college football is getting better and better because more schools are competing. And social media is allowing it. When you see a kid like Sauce Gardner go to Cincinnati, a school that would be considered a mid-major in college football, but still, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, the Jets and do his thing, kid is going to look at that like, hold on. Let me see. You know what? Let me see who he was getting actually coached by. Not just going Put on a uniform and say he got a scholarship there. Let me see. Kids want to get on the field, bro. Now they do. About social media has kind of streamlined kids, and it's good and bad. But towards looking to that end goal, you know what I'm saying? If that end goal is being an all pro in the NFL and getting that recognition, a kid with the right mind is going to figure out what is the path to get there outside of. Just getting because before, remember when we was young, it was about getting them letters in the mail from the big ass schools. Yep, that was about. And then when you get there, you better compete to get on that field. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go anywhere else, you're not going to get any no type of coverage for now, anyone to pay attention to you. Now you're closer to this than I am. Um, we're getting right back into the schedule because we only covered about 16 out of the Big 12. So, okay. Um, is is the DM the new big letter in the mail? Absolutely. Absolutely. We ain't got to belabor it, too much, it, but I just want to ask still that question. The letters out for formality, but if you right. get a if you get a, a, a email from that or a DM, excuse me, from that right coach, 
And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, we want to set up an official visit. That's the shit now. It's about okay. that personal connection that not we get a letter in the mail inviting you somewhere. No, I'm going to write you a message and I want you to respond. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's go say play LIU Post. That's nothing there. They're hosting. Uh, goodness, Baylor doesn't go on the road until they travel to UCF. Because after that, after that uh, shellacking I'm, I'm predicting with, with Utah, they got another shellacking coming in town. The Texas Longhorns come into town. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. And look, the way the Texas fought all year, uh, what is it, Sam Ellinger? Um, no, hell no. No, not, no, not Sam. Um, Quinn Ewers. Uh, Quinn Ewers. Why am I saying Sam Ellinger? But Quinn Ewers, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got Texas trying to fight to win that Big Twelve, and and tell the, the SEC that they on they coming. So uh, and the thing uh, about this, and we'll get into this when we talk about Texas. Uh, Quinn Ewers got Arch Manning on that roster sitting right behind. He does him. sitting right behind him, just waiting for him to fuck. Better, him. Uh, so yeah, then they travel to UCF. We predicted that to be a loss for Baylor earlier today. Um, then Texas Tech comes in. Uh, I predict that a win for them. Mm-hmm. Um, then they travel. To Cincinnati, I have Cincinnati winning that game. Actually, uh, I don't see Cincinnati fighting to just be average by any means. Um, I'm really high on Cincinnati this year. Uh, really, really am. Uh, let me see. Cincinnati last year went. Where did they go? Oh no, hell, it doesn't matter. We still talk about them. Um, then. Uh, Iowa State comes into town. That's a wash. I mean, uh, what are you thinking? I, I didn't watch a lot of Iowa State football last year, so I'll be honest, I'm not too familiar with their program. Um, Iowa State is a team that is up and down. They're not as consistent as Iowa, but they can't throw Hell a no. They're usually some shit, though, so I'm going to give this one to Baylor. Give it to Baylor. All right. Then uh, playing Houston, that's another in, in-state uh, matchup. Uh, uh, Houston's got to win some games coming into the Big 12, so I'm going to give them that to Baylor. Uh, traveling to Kansas State, I have Kansas State shellacking them. Uh, then they go to TCU, I got TCU shellacking them. Uh, <laughs> talked about them. This shit, yeah, we can go to the next scene. Yep, yeah, but, okay, cool. Uh, either way, not bowl eligible. Uh, a team that you're going to put a lot of points up on. Next team I want to get into, uh, who I have, uh, or can I pick the next team? You good with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oklahoma State. Obviously, I've been a big co- big fan of uh of, of um uh no well, I was about to say first of all rest in peace to Mike Leach. I've been a big fan of uh just how Oklahoma State approaches football. God, since I was in high school, can you believe that that uh that uh, I'm a man? I'm forty. My God, seventeen years ago. Good old Mike Gundy. Sixteen years ago. Uh, Mike Gundy, yeah, they went seven and six last year. Um, but again, that's coming off of a down year. But I, I do feel positive about Oklahoma State this year. I think this year he's been talking a lot of noise, and he knows one thing about competing. So, quite frankly, I have no problem with saying that they're going to win plus eight games this year. Let's get to it. Central Arkansas, that's a dubski. Arkansas, Arizona State, going to Arizona State, they're going to bring the funk, and that's a dubski. South Alabama, that's a dub. State. <laughs> Iowa State, that's a dub. Kansas State, let me slow my roll. Here's I like, the thing. I like, I like a dub for it because it's at home. Okay. 
like that. All right. You know what? I'm going to roll with you on this one. We're going for a dub. That may be Kansas State's first loss. Game right now. This is five weeks in. I guarantee Oklahoma State will be ranked by then. Four and one. Kansas, that's an ass. Four and one. Who do you have them losing to? Oh, no, no, no. We got we got five and oh. I'm tripping. Five and oh. Sorry. It's a light five and oh, though. I mean, it's Central Arkansas. Uh, Arizona State, South Alabama, Iowa State, and their first test is Kansas State. So as long as they ain't ranked above bro, 20, I'm cool thanks with, with you, bro. I got them undefeated up until they play Oklahoma. You're looking at this schedule? Yes. Okay. So let's get to it. Why is Oklahoma State going to win this game? Oklahoma State is going to win this game if Oklahoma can't get their offense going. Okay. They do have human toes to hands for, for, for defense. Their DBs can be beat out if you got a speedster at wide receiver, which Oklahoma State stays in one of those. Um, Mike Gundy is a heck of an offensive uh, mind when it comes to creating packages out of nothing. But Oklahoma is still Oklahoma. I might have to look at um, how many starters OK State is returning. Okay. He said, I keep it a gangster. I got them going undefeated to the Oklahoma game. No, I like how you think, bro. I'm not going to lie. I like how you think. All right. So, Big 12 returning starters. Yes, sir. Oklahoma State is returning a total of nine starters. So, they're going to be on offense and defense? Total. Yes. Yeah, seven on offense, <coughs> which will keep them going. You know what I'm saying? Two on defense is concerning. <laughs> but not concerning until they get to the Oklahoma game. Absolutely. So I'm going to give them their first loss at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. All right. Then they go, uh, they host Kansas. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, not Kansas. Uh, they host, uh, oh, they go to UCF. Did we pick UCF winning or losing? I think we picked them losing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, we picked them winning that, I think. We picked them winning that? Listeners, y'all heard it. Uh, right now, I'm going to... No, no. Remember, I picked them... The only game... I had them losing to the state of Oklahoma. We both picked them to lose to Oklahoma State. The only okay, two... Cool. So, yeah. so then was they Oklahoma. redeemed that loss. Okay. Cool. Uh, Houston. Bro, they're going 11-1. and one. If they play well, they're going 11-1. and one. It's a good 11-1. and one. Uh, Yeah, they... Uh, at worst, ten and two. Where will you see the trip up? Maybe, maybe we're wrong about the UCF game. Okay, okay. Maybe. I can see that. I mean, it, it, right. is, it is at UCF. They're in the hunt for the playoffs. This is our first team in the Big Twelve in the hunt for the playoffs. Church. Ten and two. That can be our first team in the hunt for the playoffs. All right, let's get to Texas. Possibly 11-1 if they don't lose to UCF. Texas Longhorns. If they're 11-1 and and come away with a big, big 12 win, we may be talking playoffs. 100%. Um, Texas Longhorns. Uh, coming in ranked 11. They were 8-5 and five in 2022. Uh, hold on. Sorry about that. Uh, their head coach... Um, the heck is the name of their head coach, bro? Uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian. Why can, I can never freaking, uh, yeah, of course. His, uh, and there's one game on this schedule that we can just skip right to. Fuck Rice. We ain't got to get to that. Yeah. Is Texas closing the deal on Alabama this year? 
No. Okay. It was a close game last year. Is it as competitive this year? I'm not saying a field goal close, but is it as competitive? Yes and no. This game is so important. It's the primetime game of the week in the second week of college football. It has the opportunity to be. Well, they know for a fact they can't do this, and it's in Alabama this year. Alabama is ushering, ushering in a new quarterback. We still don't know who it is. Texas is returning their quarterback. Texas has a high-powered offense. Texas is motivated. And quite frankly, Alabama's been had the quietest offseason I probably ever heard out of a uh, out of a uh, 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 Crimson Tide offseason. Their DBs are ridiculous. Kool-Aid McKinstry is bound to have a major year this year corner. They're reloaded across the defensive line. <clears throat> this is going to be – this may be – a top five game of the season, week two. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to put a pin in that. I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to put that in the notes. Top five game of the week. No, top five game of the year in week five. two. Bama, Texas. All right, cool. That's in the notes. Book it. Because, right. hypothetically... Whoever wins and loses this game, if they stay undefeated the rest of the season, they could potentially meet again. They're still in different. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. I think so. Shape up to be a good one. It can. They have a major storyline and implications throughout college football playoff selection. If it came down to let's say these two at a four and a five, this head-to-head matchup in week two could weigh a lot. If a lot I'm gonna do you one better. The same. Well, not. Not do you one better. I'm a I'm gonna agree with you, but I'm also say this game is the one game that determines the fallout for the top five at the end of the season. There for you, everything. There you go. For everything. Because it's a head to head matchup against two teams that could potentially be there. Because here's what could happen. You gotta uh, have a situation. You see that. Yep. All right. Um then they host Wyoming. Who gives a fuck? <coughs> uh spring spring training. Uh, uh, Baylor. Who gives a fuck? They were going to Baylor and curb stomping them. Going to Texas, curb stomping them. The Red River rivalry. The last time in the Big Twelve. You mean going to Kansas? Yeah, they're going to Kansas. I mean, the Red River rivalry. The last time in the Big Twelve. Now, here's why this game is so huge, bro. If Texas was to lose that Alabama game, they have to without a shadow of a doubt, win this game and have any chance of making the playoff. <clears throat> Can you repeat that? If Texas is to lose that, that game in Alabama, they have to, without a shadow of a doubt, win this game in order to have a chance to make the playoff. Yeah, I agree. They lose both of these games, that's it. That's a wrap. Yep. 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 Close games, not close games, doesn't matter. They get two. Doesn't left. matter. It's over. That's a wrap. It's over. It's over. Um, I'm picking Texas. I think this year Texas wants to compete for a national championship, bro. I don't think that they're sad. I think they got a taste of what that hype is like with that Bama game last year. They've recruited like they had a taste of that, and they're going into the SEC trying to say something. 
I like it too. Number one, <coughs> I feel like they're going to have the better quarterback play. I know um, well, yeah. Oklahoma is going to come in with uh, Jackson Arnold. I think he's the highest ranked quarterback that they've ever recruited, but he's going to be a true freshman. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts, makes that adjustment from college. Um, I mean, from high school, excuse me, uh, into the major college ranks. You know what I'm saying? We know who Q- Quinn Ewers is. We know the type of arm he possesses. And it's up to him to see if this year he can prove that he really is one of those guys who should be talked about for possibly um, a Heisman, um, a Heisman yeah. finalist. Uh, some votes there and a trip up to New York or wherever they're hosting it this year. So we'll see. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think Texas wins this game. And to be honest with you, I think Texas wins this game convincingly. I think this is the game that is going to set them apart in their conference and let people know that Texas football is back um, to where it was when Mac, uh, uh, Mac Brown was running. Mac Brown was there. Shout out Mac Brown handling things out of you in UNC. Shout out to Mac Brown for sure. Hey man, he got a first rounder, a few first rounders out of that moment. <coughs> Facts got him a natty and another natty appearance, even though they got blown the fuck out by uh, Alabama. Well, he's got the natty, so uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know. And I'm gonna be real. If Colt McCoy isn't injured on that first play, bro, that's a whole different game. Yeah, of course, but I mean, he it got. Happened. Because that O line could not fuck with Alabama's D line, so yeah, he might not have got hurt, but they probably would have still lost. Hey man, hey man, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, I have them winning out of Houston, beating BYU. Oh, did we say that? Well, you said they're they're gonna win the uh, River Rivalry. Yeah, I, I got them. Yeah, uh, I had them beating Houston, BYU, Kansas State. I got them beating uh, TCU. Now. This could be the one that if they don't lose to Oklahoma, they got to watch this game too. Hell, they got to watch Kansas State. That's a trap game. They got two trap games back to back. Can I keep a game with you, bro? Yes. TCU's not going to be ranked by this game. Well, that's a hot take. Listen, they lost their quarterback to Max Duggan. He's now in the NFL. Yep. They lost, lost what's his name? Fever, uh, uh Now in the NFL. He, he with y'all. He, he with y'all, ain't he? Plays with Chargers. Chargers, Chargers. I knew it was LA. He went to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So hey man, look, if that motherfucker, uh, if them Chargers don't do something this year with all the talent they got, bro, boy, boy, my keys are ready to fire up that Slandagini. Bro, uh, <laughs> boy, we, we just put it in the uh, guessing from the stands budget to buy a new joint. Boy, Listen, who you telling? Gini, I want, the, I want the SS on that motherfucker, man. Good night. Uh. <laughs> Uh okay, TCU's not ranked button. All right. And then they close with Iowa State and Texas Tech. Uh give me eleven and one. So yeah, man. Uh as of right now, I got Texas and Oklahoma State for right now in the Big 12 championship. But I'm probably tripping on Oklahoma State. I agree. Mostly. But I got Texas for sure is a lot. All right. Um Oklahoma. You can't go like one without the other. They, I really do, bro. They're one of my more favorite teams to watch when they're playing well. They always seem to have a little bit of everything. They have some defense. They have some offense. So, I mean, when they have a good year, bro, it, it's it's not unlikely for them to compete for a conference championship. Okay. Um, all right. Hold on one second. Let me see something.
<laughs> okay, I had to look at the roller decks and make sure. Um, no, I, I mean, I like them too, but I'm just being real about it, bro. Something's going to happen somewhere. And when you told me that alarming thing of them um, only returning nine starters, now granted, it is college football, so it happens quite a bit. But still, but you know what I'm saying? Kids have to stay there for three years. So usually you return more starters than like a college basketball team where they can leave after a year. Right. <clears throat> oh, that's true. That's, that's so true. If you do but, expect more starters to return than just nine. Well, I expect more now with this NIL thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, so having nine starters return is like, hmm, all right. Well, y'all better. Nine out of 22. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. But all right, let's get to Oklahoma. All right, they open up at Arkansas State. Uh, I mean, ho- opening up hosting Arkansas State Star. Um, then they host SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati is their first test. But I have them squeezing a win at Cincinnati, Iowa State, and then the Red River rivalry. I have them losing. They're starting out four and two for me. Hey, I haven't heard a lie. If I hear one, I'll let you know if I think it's a lie. UCF comes into town. As of now, I'm picking them to beat UCF. We both agree to that. But if I got to switch, I will switch. I will switch, listeners. <laughs> you can't pigeonhole me to it. I will switch. Said, if, if I see... It's not going well. If I see something that needs to switch, I will switch. Um, <clears throat> then they travel to Kansas. Oklahoma State, I got them beating Oklahoma State. I mean, I have Oklahoma State beating them. Uh... West hosting West Virginia, hosting BYU, and then closing out with TCU. Nard, you say TCU will be undefeated. Who's going to have a better season, you, TCU or Oklahoma? Give me Oklahoma. All right, I have Oklahoma going nine and three this year. Not competing for anything but a bowl. Nope. It'll be a really good bowl team, but that's about it. All right. Um, Houston's first year and Cincinnati's first year is in the Big 12, so I feel they at least deserve to get their schedules ran through. Uh, opening up, hosting them, Texas Austin, and Travis Rice, Houston. Okay. Hosting uh, Texas San, San Antonio uh, and, uh, and right and going to Rice back-to-back weeks. So Those two wins. They go to TCU. I got TCU beating them. Uh, I got TCU beating Houston. So they're going to be 2-1 at that point. They're going to beat Sam Houston State. They're going to beat Texas Tech. They're going to beat West Virginia. Texas is going to curb stomp them. Kansas State is going to curb stomp them. That puts them at five and three. No, five and four. Sorry. Uh, Houston versus Baylor. Coin toss. What did we say? Baylor was winning? No, we said Baylor's losing damn near every game. Okay. So Houston's going to win that. Cincy, I have to see how they play. Houston and Cincy are in really the same kind of situation for me. Really successful outside of the Big 12. I got to see how they play inside. Oklahoma State's going to curb stomp them. And then I have UCF beating them as well. They're going to go around 7-5. I agree. I feel like that's good. Yeah, it's good for them. That's good for the Houston. Yeah, it's good for their first year in the Big 12. Yeah. Um. All right, so... We pretty much wrap that up. That ain't too much of nothing. Uh, we got Oklahoma State playing Texas in the 
in the, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't go through Cincinnati. Let's check Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, Cincy, they should beat Eastern Kentucky. They're opening up uh, hosting Eastern Kentucky. They play Pitt. Oof. Uh, oof. When we get to the ACC, I really have Pitt as a, as a sleeper in the ACC. I'm going to say they squeeze by Pitt. I'll come back to that. Actually, right now I have them one and one. I got uh, Pittsburgh winning that. They're going to beat Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma should. Did we pick Oklahoma to beat them? Yes. Got to stay consistent. Uh, they're going to beat BYU, beat Iowa State. They're going to beat Baylor. Oklahoma State's going to beat them. UCF, I have them inching away in that uh, in that rivalry. Uh, Again, we said uh, they're going to lose to Houston and Cincy, or I'm sorry, West Virginia. Uh, they'll they'll lose to West Virginia. Uh, eight and four for me for for Cincy. I'm not mailing it in. It's just eight and four. I feel good about that. <coughs> I mean, I agree. I mean, first year Big Twelve. It's not yeah. the same team that um, had that college football playoff run. So they're trying to find themselves. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went seven and five and lost another game somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I do think they'll be a competitive team during games, but they may not be able to pull everyone out, pause. Some teams are just fun to watch. Exactly. Do you agree? Exactly. Some teams are just fun to watch. Uh, It's not one of those games where you're like, damn. Such and such is playing them on a, you know what I'm saying, Saturday in the middle of October. You're like, all right, you know what I'm saying, this one can go either way. I might tune in. All right. Well, let's get to a conference that uh, I've been wanting. Oh, yeah, uh, you picking Texas or Oklahoma State to win the – actually, you know what? Let's not do that. Oh, no, we did it for the other conference, so I guess we got to. Texas or Oklahoma State. Saying hard for me. Give me Texas on paper for now. I got to see Oklahoma State be as good as they're saying they're going to be. Give me Oklahoma State for now. I mean, give me Texas for now. I can take it. Yeah. I might be liking uh, Mike Gundy more than I like his actual team, but either way. All right. Let's get to the Big Ten. Uh, Now they're split up in the East and West. The East being comprised of Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan. Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State. The West being comprised of Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Okay. We'll leave the top two for the last two. Let's talk about Michigan State. Michigan State coming off a 5-7 season. Um, very disappointing considering the, the squad, the year they had in 2021. Um, have you heard much of Michigan State's recruitment trail? Um, <clears throat> I know they landed a D lineman. Um, I haven't seen too much uh, as far as like big name kids that they've landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mel Mel Tucker better win some fucking games. Yeah. Um, he got paid almost a hundred million uh, <clears throat> to be the head coach there after the job that he did um, at Colorado for one season. He got that job off of what he did being defensive coordinator down there at Georgia. So, <clears throat> to me, yeah. do I think Michigan State's going to be competitive? No. 
Um, I don't think that they right now in this age of recruiting, they're not landing the guys that are going to make you competitive. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. You have to have a quarterback. You have to have D linemen, and you have to have at this level of football, um, really, in my opinion, explosive running backs that can kind of do it all. So I don't think they have that right now. They have had um, some guys here and there that play well on the defensive side of the ball in that front seven area, but they haven't really put together a a team that's really going to compete even for their division, let alone a conference or, you know, Well, I'm going to tell you, that tight end Malik Carr that they got, he looks like he's like that, but I got to see it on paper. This should be the year for him. Look, if he can put up, you know, some some very, very, very solid numbers, man, we could be looking at a potential first, second rounder. Because uh, the tight end position is one that's very, very high uh, and very sought after in the next level. And if Malik can do what he's supposed to do, um, and I and I say that not to be to be you know short worded, but I mean seriously, if he can if he can play the game the way that he's supposed to get it done, um, and have a standout season in the Big Ten, you know I need to see something of him that that would make me say first second rounder he's our guy. So uh, we'll see how they play uh, going forward. So let's get into their to their schedule. Um, open it up against Central Michigan and Richmond. That should be two wins back-to-back. Then they host Washington. That's the first ass-whooping. Uh, I'm not going to hold you. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's their first ass-whooping. First piece of competition, first ass-whooping. Uh, then they play Maryland. Uh, they should be able to get by Maryland. Hosting Iowa. I don't know. I got to see what kind of year Iowa has this year. I'm going to give them a surprise win. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I'm going to give them a surprise win because Iowa will always be competitive. We always say what they about week eight Iowa. Up until week eight, they'll go undefeated in that moment. Maybe five not this week. Going in the Michigan game. Let's hey. have one going into the Michigan game. Okay. Now, let's say this. They have a good game. Mm-hmm. They beat Michigan. Oh, they're, they're ranked at that point. That don't mean shit else for me. <laughs> <laughs> what you looking for? Uh, it ain't here. It ain't here. I thought she was going to say they may also be able to compete against Ohio State and Penn State and maybe... To do what? <laughs> There's already another team competing with Penn State in the Big Ten on uh on, on shit that shouldn't be going on in the locker room. And that's North... You know what? Never mind. Let me, let me chill out. Um, oh, yeah, bro. You know what? Uh, let me see here. So, Michigan... Yeah, they, I, I think the Michigan dog walks. I'm not even going to lie to you. Minnesota, I think they could beat Minnesota. Miss, uh, Nebraska... I mean, shit, bro. Nebraska can't catch a cold right now. Uh, Ohio State. Um, how do I say? And the Grassley game, you know, Matt Rule after he left, after he got fired from Carolina. So that may be, you know, it's a, I think they'll probably still win, but they're gonna win. Yeah, they're, they're gonna win. Ohio State. Gonna you remember? You remember Reggie Bush's rookie year when he got cracked back? Oh, by the dude from the Eagles. That's what's going to happen all over this field. Michigan State versus Ohio State. Uh, Ohio. I got Indiana losing that one. And then Penn State. I got them dirty ass Nittany Lions. It's a lot of words I could say for Penn State, man, but 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I don't hear any. Uh, you know what? Don't worry. About it. No, 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 no. I ain't gonna do it because I'm trying. We trying to get it back. Uh, I yeah, I got them going eight and four. Wrap up when they tackle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole, whole, whole different meaning to the word stranger. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, man, I got Penn State. Uh, I, I got Michigan State going eight and four. I can agree. All right, let's go to uh, Penn State. The East is so loaded in the Big Ten. It's the West. It's dogs. Uh, let's go to Penn State. Standings. All right. They're coming off an 11-2 year this year, this past year. Uh, coming in ranked number seven in the nation, um, opening up hosting West Virginia. That's going to be a decent uh, That's going to be starting this year, who was the backup last year. Mm-hmm. Five star coming in, Drew Alar. He's supposed to be like that. So okay. we'll finally get our chance to really see him um and see what he can do as far as you know making that transition to being the full time starter. I think he got a little bit of PT towards the end of last year. But now, you know what I'm saying, being the guy, uh we're gonna see if he's a linebacker. Say again. No, no, I said now that he's the guy, we're going to see what he really has. Okay. Um, I was thinking out loud. I, I should have thought I didn't mean to interrupt you, bro. Um, what was that linebacker last year um, from Penn State? He was like that. Uh, oh, I got to look it up. Abdul. Abdul Carter. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. He was like an yeah. edge, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, he, he pretty much – Playing the same thing that uh, Parsons is essentially. Yes, I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he's the next Michael Parsons, watch out, Big Ten. Facts. Boy, uh, yeah. Mike Parsons went to Penn State, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, man, heavy, uh, heavy is the head, right? But, but you know what, though, that typically happens. Like you'll see, you know, guys who aren't too far removed. If you got the same head coach, your philosophy don't change. So you just go get somebody else to do that. Now, Saquon. will they ever get another Saquon is the question. Now, look out. Look why uh, Ohio State's putting out guys like they're putting out. Because Larry John, mm-hmm. line coaching. He's coaching these dudes up. Right, right. Um, I mean, realistically, they're, they're kind of the odd team looking out on what we perceive to be the favorites in the Big Ten, which is uh, Michigan and Ohio State. But the Nittany Lions, man, I mean, shoot, they correct a few things here and there. They go for a potential undefeated season. They only had two losses last year, and they weren't bad losses. Um, <clears throat> it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be. I'm going to put them on top 10 alert competing for the playoffs. Well, I mean, they're coming in preseason ranked number seven, so. Right. Right. Let me see. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put them there. Uh, let's get to the schedule. You ready for that? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, again, opening up hosting West Virginia. That should be a no-brainer. Um, hosting Penn State. I mean, hosting Delaware. That should be nope. a no-brainer as well. Um, why did it just go black? There we go. Um, then they travel to Illinois. That should be a 12 o'clock ass whooping. They'll be home in time for dinner. Back. That's no problem there. Uh, their first test against Iowa. Again, I got to see Iowa. I got to see how that really turns out because my thing about Iowa is Iowa starts out really well, and they always, always win in the trenches. Their offensive and defensive linemen are always there, but offensively uh, in the in their uh, skill positions, 
it's hit or miss some years. Exactly. Yeah, like they'll st- they'll stop you. You ain't gonna have a large run game against Iowa. You just ain't gonna do it. Um, but it's just them putting up enough points on the board. I'm comfortable with going Penn State for now. But you know, then they uh, travel to Northwestern, and uh, you know, I pray that they stay in their hotel rooms. That was unnecessary. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. That was unnecessary. Uh, then they host UMass. Um, and then the matchup of the year for them, traveling to the big shoe, Ohio State. All right. Penn State can win this game if they do what that you know of with Ohio State? Cover. <laughs> If you can't cover their receivers, then you're, it's going to be a long night, bro. It's going to be a long just, night. It, it, it's, the game has changed. It's changed in college football before the NFL. But the game has completely changed. Yes, you know, so Ohio State can run the ball. Yes, they will run the ball if they're controlling the game. But early on, they're going to let that bitch fly. And they mm-hmm. have to, You know what I'm saying? So if they can't cover, good night. So your linebackers have to be on point for those crossing routes and those <clears throat> short um, – Shallow post routes, you know what I'm saying? Your cornerbacks definitely have to be on point. Safeties have to be, you know what I'm saying, in their zones or uh, taking their main responsibility, depending on what the call is. So everybody has to be on point in that secondary. Um, And the defense, the pass rush has to be there. Like, guys have to get home. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get home against those Ohio State offensive tackles, but – it's what has to be done. If we, if you want to win a championship, certain things have to be done, whether they're hard or not. It's not impossible. So we've seen, you know, what I'm saying the best teams with the best set. We've seen Alabama, who consistently puts out tackles, lose. Right. You know, what I'm right. saying it can be done, and if you want to win, you have to do it. So to me, if they, it's going to come with defense for Penn State. Of course, you have to put up points to win. But you have to stop that Ohio State offense because that bitch moves like a freight train. As soon as it gets, if you, if, oh if it gets, gosh. bro, it seems like thirty yard pass after thirty yard pass, bro, and it's over with. And bro, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think that this is probably their first loss to them. But just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, bro, the model of consistency that Iowa that Ohio State has had, love them or hate them, what you can't say is that they don't invest in every detail possible to compete. Um. Their defense has never really been, you know, cheeks or nothing like that. They have a pretty solid and reputable, if not one of the best defenses in the nation. Offensively, I mean, shit, they're fucking, they're 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 a uh, a damn candy store of what you would want at every skill position possible. Running back, I mean, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, uh, uh, you 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 name it. Quarterback, not so much, but maybe maybe so. Uh, with with uh with guys like uh like C J Stroud. Maybe so. Um, we'll see. Justin Fields. Just Justin Fields too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe it's coming into that as well. But in just similar to Alabama, where they kind of made that turn for pro style quarterback. So maybe so. But you know, either way, and then defensively, I mean, hell, you know, they got arguably some of the best defensive linemen and defensive players in the game right now. Just on what they put out the last fifteen years, it's right. hard to compete against that. So I mean, right. shoot, at least for them to be a model of consistency with. Four head coaches in the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. That that says something. So yeah, um, then it's a good loss for them. So at that point, they'll be uh, seven and one for me. Um, it, hosting Indiana, 
hosting Maryland should put them at nine and one, and then Michigan comes into town. Whew. Michigan making the playoffs last year for a hard out. Um, this is probably what's going to put them at at uh, nine and two, and then they close out Rutgers, Michigan State. I got them going ten and two again this year in the uh, regular season. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, listen, it's hard to get over the hump when those two losses. Mm-hmm. Said if you want to win, then if, if we're wrong, they're going to have to knock off either. Ohio State or, or or Michigan, one right. of those teams have to get knocked off. Mm-hmm. That's and that's their only competition stopping them from getting to the playoffs at this point. So it's right. a good company to be in, but unfortunately, it ain't for everybody, dog. Uh, let's get to Michigan. Yes. All right. Returning that fucking backfield. They're returning from pretty much everybody. Edwards, yes. their quarterback. Returning hella guys on defense. Mm-hmm. Returning most starters in the Big Ten. Yeah, I want to say out of 22, I think they're returning like 17 or some wild yeah, shit. Out of, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, And I'm going to be real, bro. Regardless for me. To return 17 starters from a playoff team is a lot. It is. It, it, it absolutely is. Um, I, let, let me ask you this. We know their schedule. Well, we well, we can look at the schedule. Um, outside of Ohio State and possibly Penn State, is there anything else that concerns you? Nothing. Okay. I don't even think Penn State concerns me. Honestly, I was giving you know what I'm saying concern out of respect for them because we were talking about their schedule. But now that we're talking about Michigan, I'm not concerned about that game. They're still the number seven schedule, so I'm not going to code switch like you. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say there's one game on here that could be a trap game. Michigan State could be a trap game. If they don't go in there half-assing, cool. But if not, Michigan State could be a trap game that could fuck the whole train up. And Lord knows, if there's anybody that's good for it, it's it's uh, Jim Michigan. Harbaugh. Just the Michigan program in general, Appalachian. That too, because they, they do trick off a lot. That being said, I'm going to say they go into the Ohio State game Unfucking defeated. Not gonna lie to you. Okay, cool. Um, Even with oh, Before, we, we let's pause there. We'd be naive to not mention the fact that Jim Harbaugh is self. Uh, well, the University of Michigan self-imposed a, a suspension on Jim Harbaugh. Oh yes, of course. First three games. For three games. Yes, let's go through those three games, shall we? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I believe the cast of Toy Story. Um, the no. mainland bucks here's and how, here's how we'll do it. We'll, you'll you'll really give me each opponent for those three games, and we'll give you the percentage of increase that the cha- the team has to win the game now that uh, Jim Harbaugh suspended. Okay, cool. All right, I, I got you. I, I like how you think, bro. Let's <laughs> let's be educated. Let, let's do this. Hold on, let me put my bow tie on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, who's who's uh, hold on, East split. Carolina. So they went from a let's just give throw out a number. They went from a four percent chance to win the game to what? Four point eight. 
game two. UNLV. UNLV went from a 2% chance to what? 2% milk. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the third game? Uh, Bowling Green. Okay, and they went from a 0.4% chance to win to what? From Bowling Green to Rolling Green. <laughs> they getting smoked. Uh, and that's how Jim Harbaugh's suspension will go. <laughs> and that's how suspension will go. <laughs> oh shit! Look, man, that nigga said. For I'm a, we're gonna do something different for this one. All right, Ohio State. There is a potential trap game. I don't want to be disrespectful. There is two potential trap games. Penn State is a potential trap game. Because, I mean, 11-2 is still a really strong schedule, or 10-2 is really strong. They could flip one of those losses. Notre Dame also is a potential trap game. They play them hard every year. I don't want to be dismissive of Notre Dame. I want to be genuine and say it's a potential. Will it happen? I don't know. But I don't want to be dismissive. So I'm going to say they have a bigger chance of entering that Michigan and Ohio State game 11 and 1. I mean, uh 10 and 1 than Michigan does. Okay. Okay. That being said, on the precipice that they are undefeated and both teams are going into this late matchup undefeated, it it probably still be a 2 versus 3 matchup Where they're both undefeated. It's at Michigan this time. Now, at Jim Michigan, Harbaugh went to Ohio State last year and beat him, and then he won the year before that as well. So, Michigan's on a two-game win streak. Michigan's on a two-game win streak. And it's at Michigan? Yes. Oh, gosh. With more of this team. Really, both teams are returning a lot. Uh, Realistically, it's damn near a rematch. Except for the quarterback. See, that's the thing. Correct, correct, correct. And that is a huge thing. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Um... Tail of the tape. They're pretty much dead equal again, roster wise, except for quarterback on the Ohio State part, which is a big factor. But Ohio State don't come unprepared throughout this season. That just don't happen. It ain't like they're going to Rex Grossman or no shit like that. No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But we cannot slight the fact that it does matter when you never played. You know what I'm saying? That's no a fact. That's a fact. You know, that for garbage time, but CJ Stroud. So when you haven't played any really meaningly fo- meaning <clears throat> meaningful football since you've been in high school, it's going to be a lot going into a game like Michigan Ohio State where it will. Let's say let's say let's say this is Michigan Ohio State, and Ohio State's still going through the same thing. But Michigan is not who they are now. They're not coming off that playoff uh, appearance. They're not returning all these starters. They're just a Michigan team that we've seen, you know what I'm saying, coming to this game maybe eight and four or some shit like that. That's a different situation. It is. We're talking about a Michigan with national championship aspirations with a game at home on a two-game win streak over Ohio State with a quarterback going into that. Yes, he would have had the whole season to lead up to that. But that's different. With when everything, whether you're undefeated or not, 
everything rides on this game still. So no matter how good you've been up until this point, nothing matters because if you lose this game, all of that shit was for nothing. So it's like, you know how we've seen in the past where Alabama has, you know what I'm saying, maybe gone 8-0, 10-0, lost one game, but then rebounded to still make the playoff, whatever the case may be. And we've seen other teams, you know, take a loss and rebound. You can't lose this game at the end of the season. Neither of them can. But if you ask me who has more of a – who has more leeway to lose this game is Michigan. Why is that? Because I think losing this game, it'll be one of those scenarios where if Ohio State wins out, they lose the game, Michigan still is in the play for the playoffs. If To me, Ohio State has the harder schedule to where it just may not work out for them because they have that matchup with, uh, with Penn State as well as Notre Dame. They got a really hard schedule. And like you said, for an incoming quarterback or a freshman quarterback who, you know, for all intents and purposes is wet behind the ears. Now, granted, he ain't, you know, he still is a part of that program. So, you know, the preparation's different. Um, everybody's been a, a rookie or a freshman at some point in that program. It, it, it ain't it ain't bowling green here, you know. But at the same time. I'm uh, just not so sure that I'm – give me Ohio State for the win. Oh, my gosh. Give me Ohio State for the win. America, write that down. Now give me Ohio State for the win. I know I'm not moving forward. Earlier about changing. No, this one, we're not allowing that, America. He must stick to this fucking pick. Give me Ohio State for the win. Because to me, I think they have the most dominant player in college football with Harvin Marison Jr. <laughs> now listen. Hold on, I that, think Marvin was that name? Uh, Reggie Wayne's I, nephew. What's his name? Reggie Wayne's nephew. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about Marvin. Hey, I mean, who? <laughs> Marvin the Martian. He said, I won't say his name anywhere. Marvin Williams from the Hawks. Hey, go ahead. Good player. Real good player. Um, that being said, I, I think that in, in my and it's another one you could put a tidbit. Marvin Harrison's going for the Heisman this year. I was gonna say that he does have the potential to be that guy that was you that uh Devontae Smith was a few years back. Marvin Harrison going for the Heisman. Book it. Now, does he win it? I don't know, but he's going to compete for the Heisman. You can book that. This is the year. And, and I think he has a great year, bro. Unless it's a situation where a team absolutely needs something like an offensive lineman, you might see the first wide receiver ever or in a long time be the number one pick in the draft. Absolutely, bro. I like okay. I may have my issues with Ohio State. That man has been ready for the NFL since high school, especially if a perfect storm, let's say a team like the Panthers, are not good at all, even though Bryce Young still shows potential. He could be out, 
Yeah, I think it'd be all right. I think it'd be all right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. So, um, yeah, give, give me... Give me Ohio State in that Ohio State Michigan matchup. You're... I'm trying to just collect my thoughts. <laughs> you know, just give me a second because I mean, just look, bro. I, I gotta call it how I see it, man. I don't disagree with you giving your opinion. I don't. We we got we gotta be we can't be biased. Ohio, no, no, I I no. Listen, listen here. And I and I I'm glad you went there because <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I was not being any sort of bias towards Ohio State because I don't like Michigan either. It's not like we're talking about a national championship here against a team, you know, that I potentially may favor over them, like a Georgia or Alabama or some shit like that. No, we're just talking pure Big Ten football. And right now, as rosters are constructed, I think Michigan has a slight edge because of experience. That's it. Do I think that Ohio State, if they they get it together early, get rolling, you know what I'm saying, and the game is competitive, can it go either way? Absolutely. Because when you have a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. who can stretch the field the way he does, pause, who's a sure-handed receiver, and you have other guys that complement that, and then you have a defensive line that's as ferocious as theirs, you're going to have a chance to compete with anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I just like what Michigan has with that that backfield, bro. Having two running backs that could easily both, if they were on individual teams, probably go for 1,000 yards. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be tough to stop for anybody. So right now, unless I see that Michigan starts out slow, <coughs> give me Michigan in a close one at home. Okay, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not going to um... – I'm not going to argue. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, ultimately. For sure. Um, all right. Give me a... I guess we do got to talk about the West and some... Prog- Why? This was the entire Big Ten right here. It was, bro. And, and I know, but... Right. Just, who's, just, in just, who's in the West? Who's in okay, the West? look. Uh... Let's go to the big tail real quick. Iowa has Iowa or Wisconsin will be the representative of the West in the Big Ten. Both of them are getting slob or not. No, 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 no. I have it like oh, you can't make that joke no more. Never mind. Um, but uh yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get knocked the fuck out. Be that as it may, um give me I like Wisconsin to come out. You know what I'm saying? I think of the whole Big Ten. No, no, fuck no. I'm talking oh, about the West. Oh, the way. Okay, yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm yeah, not even gonna sit there and argue with you. No, hell no. I'm just yeah, saying. I ain't gonna sit there and argue. Mitchell did his thing in Cincinnati. Now you go to a bigger school, you're able to recruit bigger mm-hmm. linemen because that's what Wisconsin is known for. Maybe mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, quarterback or something to go there. And 
you know, they've had a few running backs come out of there. Um, Monty Ball went there. Um, Jonathan Taylor went to Wisconsin. So they've had a few um, running backs come out of Wisconsin. So <clears throat> it's not beyond them to be able to get, you know what I'm saying, some nice skill players. So I like them to come out the West and compete there and then go to the Big Ten Championship and lose probably 42 to 10 to whoever they play. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to give Wisconsin a 10-2 and two season this year. They went seven to six last year, ranked nineteenth. Give me ten and two, maybe nine and three. They're gonna win the West, but ultimately, give me um shit. This East, they got they got to move some shit around, bro. You can't have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State in the East. They they got to move some shit around. This shit is ridiculous. But uh, that being said, give me. Ohio State to win the Big Ten with an eleven and one record. I mean, I feel like you have to because whoever we, whoever you choose at Michigan Ohio State game. That's who. That's the winner. The thing is, right behind them, Penn State fucks around and, and knocks off one of both of them. Look, man, they right behind them motherfuckers, man. So it comes down to uh, overall schedule because let's say Penn State does knock off either one of them, whoever loses that game is definitely not going to compete. You know, right. so. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is, folks. We uh we picked out a few. We've actually done a lot. Got a potential Heisman candidate in the uh, in Marvin Harrison Jr. Got a couple of teams that'll be fighting to get into the playoffs. One of two, either Ohio State or Michigan, should make it all the way with Penn State right behind them. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, y'all know it's the week of college football, so we got a lot coming at y'all for yes, the sir. opening week. And shoot, man, we celebrating our uh, our fifth year anniversary, man. Again, yeah. we'll be seeing y'all on the YouTube. Nar, hit them with a little bit before we leave out of here. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Listen, always stay focused on whatever it is that you, you know what I'm saying, have your mind fixated on. Figure out the path to get there. The road may change, but the destination will remain the same as long as you stay committed. So if you stay committed, you'll eventually find your way there. So that's our word of the week is commitment, man. And I know that, you know, that's something that everybody has to work on in some facet of their life, whether it be something that you uh, are taking serious now that you want to take more serious and you're not just doing as much, man, commit to it. You know what I'm saying? Because the only thing that comes out of something is when you, well, only time that something comes out of something is when you work for it. So you got to make that commitment to put it in the work and then you'll see the results. The only place the results comes before uh, work is where? In a dictionary. That's a fact. Till next time, we out, people. Peace. Peace.